Welcome to 630 Naperville. I'm Paige Ronchetti. I'm so happy you're here. Today on the program, we'll discover how the NPD are true community champions, get tips on building a better charcuterie board, learn how to lower your breast cancer risk, and meet the new president of North Central College. But first, I'm getting strong like a mother while learning three postpartum exercises. Welcome to 630 Naperville. Finding the time and motivation to get back into shape after giving birth can be challenging. That's why we have a special guest here today to share some tips and a few exercises for new moms. Please welcome Lauren Pettacone from Fit for Moms Naperville. She's here to demonstrate how to find strength in motherhood. Lauren, it's great to have you here. I'm so excited. Thanks. It's great to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about your group and why it's so important for moms to have physical strength? Definitely. So we are both fitness and community together. So fitness at the forefront. We have classes for mom with baby, classes for mom without baby. We have prenatal classes. We have classes at night that are more of our hit um, nutrition program. We have a run club. Um, and then we also have what we call our community side. So a big piece of motherhood is community. While mom needs to recover from birth, build back up her strength, she also needs that community aspect and know that she's not alone and all the pieces that go with motherhood, whether that be nursing and bottle feeding and whatever it is throughout the day, we have created a community where mom can come and feel like she can be herself, covered in spit up, dry shampoo. <laughs> we are totally on board with it all. <laughs> that sounds great. It, it is. We have a lot of fun in it. We have social events all the time, uh, family events, outings. We're going to a pumpkin farm next week for a pumpkin class. Yeah, it's great. It's a very strong community of women. We're very philanthropic throughout the area. Um, so we actually just raised for breast cancer last week. Um, so yeah, we do lots of big community company. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So now that we know the why, yes. let's, let's talk about the how. Can you show me some moves? Definitely. All right. So with our kiddos in our classes, we have what we call stroller strides. We have stroller bar and strides through 60. So all different variations, but the kiddos get to come with, they get to hang out in the stroller. Very interactive. We have bubbles, we have songs, we have chants. So I will show one of the things we do. So we do a lot of call and repeat because mom's busy and mom has babies to tend to. So we repeat ourselves a lot. And also repetition is very good for kids, as we know, as they are learning things. So one of them goes, I'm going to get you. Mom repeats. You better run. Mom repeats again. I'm going to get you. And then it says, here I come. And we run to the babies, give them big tickles. They love it. <laughs> they giggle. They laugh. The older kids love it. They know what's coming. They request it. Um, oh. So yes, we have lots of songs like that. So that is our cardio piece. One of the big things we talk about in all of our classes is choice. We empower mom through choice. Some days mom is strong, some day mom needs rest, some days mom's there for the social piece. It all goes and we're happy with whatever mom does when she shows up. So as far as strength is concerned, one of the areas of focus that we really work on is our back. So we're gonna loop our hands through our okay. handles, wrap our hands around. Okay. And again, this is an area mom can choose. She can go tighter, she can go looser, whatever she does. So we're gonna start with our upper back. We're gonna start nice and tall. We're gonna tell mom, pull your pelvic floor in, core in nice and strong, and you're gonna pull that band down nice and tight and bring it back up. So while we are going through the lovely motherhood stage, we are bending a lot in weird ways. We're twisting, putting babies in car seats, twisting, putting babies in cribs, bending over, picking up toys, nursing, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, and we spend a lot of time like this. So we do a lot of this in our classes, making mom's back strong. So pulling the band down nice and tight. 
We'll then rest, we'll put the band down, and we'll work on our lower body. So we'll sit back nice and deep in a squat. Again, mom can choose. If today this isn't feeling so good, she can stay up a little taller. If she wants to go a little deeper, that is her choice. Sitting back in the heels, focusing on the glutes, which also are a very important component of strengthening that low body to prepare ourselves for mother from birth and labor. Good. So we'll sit back and then eventually we will combine them. So we will start here. We will come down all the way back, working on our full posterior chain. And three, two, and last one. Awesome. Excellent. Oh, Lauren, thank you so much for being here. I feel stronger already. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching 630 Naperville. I'm happy to welcome our Chief of Police, Jason Aries. He's here to talk about the police department's commitment to building community relationships and the events and programs they offer to residents where they can interact with and learn from members of the NPD. Welcome, Chief. It's so great to see you. Hey, nice to see you too, Paige. Thanks. So let's talk about this great community we have. Okay. You have said that in part, Naperville is so safe because of the great relationship between the residents and the police department. Tell me a little bit about that relationship and how it impacts our safety. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it has to start with the great work that the men and women in uniform do on a daily basis to protect this community, the way they proactively get out there and engage. But the other part of that, because you need this other part, is the way the community engages us. We have a very active community that gets involved they call 911 when they're supposed to, and they, they really are eyes on the street. They're like an extra police force for us. So when something's going wrong or something seems suspicious, they call us, which is exactly what we need to do. Because yeah. as much as we'd like to be everywhere at every moment, we just can't. So that's yeah. that partnership. A great, hardworking, well-trained police department mm -hmm. coupled with a community that's really engaged and cares about that community. Yeah. Well, I think we're doing something right because Naperville is consistently ranked as one of the safest places to live for a city of this size. So what do you guys do to get the buy-in from us as a community to have this partnership with you? Yeah, again, it starts with building that trust, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's transparency about what we're doing, how we're doing what we do, but then also getting out there, which is my favorite thing to do, and interacting with the community, whether that's formally through events like Chat with the Chief, our public safety open house we have or other community events. Um, that's part of it is being accessible. The other part is just the day-to-day -day interactions. Our officers aren't just responding to calls for service regularly. If they see kids out playing in a neighborhood in one of their beats that they patrol, they get out and they interact. They go to the businesses, meet with business owners and, and really just talk to them and if there's a problem they engage that and then they follow through because that's how trust is built right mm -hmm. you have a conversation something's brought to your attention you say you're going to do something and then you follow through on it. so it's really about building that trust and that partnership yeah absolutely and you mentioned events as well yeah. and i think one of the most visible that you guys do is the national night out and i believe 45 neighborhoods hosted events this year is yeah. that right that is correct yep wow yeah that was a great turnout but i think just as great as the 45 neighborhoods that hosted. The night before, we do a movie night, and we had hundreds of people at the YMCA that host for us every year. So another great opportunity to get out there and just interact with people, socialize with people, and, and answer those questions. And they really appreciate that FaceTime with myself, the officers that are out there. And, mm -hmm. and we get things as simple as, hey, I live here. I have speeding vehicles in my neighborhood. Can you help me out with that? Or ask questions about, how we do investigate cases, 
how we do our job every day. And again, that partnership is just great, and I love getting out in front of those events and interacting. Yeah. So it seems like the public gets a ton out of all this face-to-face -face time with you guys, but what does the department get out of these interactions? It gets, it builds that extra police force out there, the eyes and ears to help us. Like I said earlier, as much as we love to be everywhere, we just can't. So by building those relationships and really educating the community, whether that's through the community presentations we do that are free to the community, that people can reach out to us and have done for them, or it's the Citizens Police Academy where they come in and learn about every and anything that the police department does. It's really them learning about us and becoming ambassadors out for us on the street and then engaging with their friends. And then you see how there's that ripple effect of really saying, hey, if you see something, say something, because that's what's gonna keep the community safe. And in addition to all of these great events that you guys do around town, mm -hmm. do you do things that are not face-to-face -to, -face to keep people informed and keep that trust going? Oh, absolutely, whether it's through Zoom um, or other types of presentations that we conduct, there's always ways to engage us. We have Facebook pages and other social media pages that we have. We have our neighbor notify system our public safety crime map. There's a ton of tools out there. So if you can't get us face-to-face -face or through a Zoom meeting, if you can't make it in person, we have a ton of social media and other applications because the biggest thing we want is transparency. Mm -hmm. So we're not gonna hide anything. We wanna put everything out there and then we use that to educate as well. So if there's a crime trend going on, going on we hit that through a lot of different platforms because we want a well-educated community because then they become a well-protected community and can help take care of themselves. This has been so informative. I love hearing what you guys are doing, and it's gonna be so great to see this relationship continue in the future. So thank you so much for being here today, Chief. Thank you, Paige. I really appreciate the opportunity. On the other side of the break, we'll get the do's and don'ts of building a charcuterie board. Stay with us. It doesn't get much cheddar than this. Oh yeah, I'll take one of your specials, my man. There you go, princess. Mm. We were there when you explored questionable street meat. Oh. Maybe read the reviews next time? We were there for that, and we're here for everything else. Here it's personal, because we get to know you. People from Chicago pull for Chicago. We root for its teams, celebrate its successes, push through its challenges. When people call us the second city, it's misleading. We're second to none. We're hardworking, resilient, but we have a good time. When you live in Chicago, you proudly call this home. Your bank should too. We're Wintrust, built here, for here. And we've taken our place at Chicago's bank because no other bank can say the same. Welcome back to 630 Naperville. Jolie Charcuterie is in the house, sharing all the best sweet and savory nibbles to make your next meat and cheese board festive and fabulous. Welcome to Business Forward. I'm Kaylin Risbold, President and CEO of the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce, here with Chamber member Jermaine Hinton, who is the owner, operator, and grazing specialist at Jolie Charcuterie, which, okay, why the name Jolie Charcuterie? Jolie is French for pretty, and I am a proponent of pretty things. I love pretty spreads and pretty charcuterie boards. Yes, you do. So we did just create this board and it was really fun um, to do it together. Is that something that you see often in the business world of, of people 
creating things like this. Absolutely, especially during the pandemic, I did quite a few corporate activities via Zoom where we built charcuterie boards on the Zoom. Uh, we do holiday parties, uh, anything to do with any type of team building, we definitely do it in the corporate arena. And I love that because there's something about food that just, when you're sharing food, you really cement that relationship and you're sharing something outside of just a lead. There's something really special to that almost as special as this board. So as we were creating it, I noticed we have three cheeses. So um, why three? And if you can tell me some other do's and don'ts to make things as jolie as this is. Well, three cheeses, you always want to pick an odd number when you're working with cheeses. So depending on how big the board is, three, five, seven, or nine. Oh goodness. Yes, <laughs> you, you can do with the cheeses. And it just kind of gives it a visual. It doesn't look cookie cutter. You know, when you have two or four, you're like putting two here, two here. You want to make it odd. It just makes the board look better. And some of the don'ts is do not use olives or any kind of pickles unless you have a dish. Thank you. You know, I'm not a pickle person. And, and if they're sitting there, I feel like it touches things. But... Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and everybody doesn't like the juice on everything. So never, ever, ever, that's a big don't, is just pour the olives or the pickles on the board. But you can have, you know, we have, like you said, different cheeses and different meats, and you said you separate them. Yes. Why is that? You separate them so that you can fill in the gaps. Uh, you don't want the same items touching. So because of that, you always separate the cheeses and you separate the, meat, the meats just to make sure they're on opposite sides of the board. Okay, so the first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna learn how to make a meat roll. So what I want you to do is, I want you to take your meat, fold it in half. Okay. Fold the second one in half. Okay, put one inside of the other. Mm -hmm. Okay, not even, apart, there you go. And then I want you to roll from one end to the other. If you do that, you have created a miniature rose. Oh, beautiful. Okay, and we're gonna take that and we're gonna stick a food pick in it. Oh, gorgeous. You're gonna stick that in there. And then beautiful. it's also grab and go. Yes, it's grab and go. And then we're gonna take those and we're gonna put those in between the two cheeses on the board. Grab and go. And where does the chocolate go? The chocolate always <laughs> goes next to either the dried fruit or either the wafers. Well, I love that uh, the boards have chocolate and something a little bit sweet for everybody. Um, are you seeing people engage with the grazing boards? Do you have boats? Is it a full experience or something that you can take away and take home? I have something for everyone. Uh, during COVID, I did some COVID-friendly items with the charcuterie boats as well as the charcuterie boxes. Uh, I also did the uh, charcuterie kits, which I actually shipped to people with the miniature boards and all the components that go on the charcuterie board. And these were created, again, during the uh, COVID uh, pandemic because people weren't too big on you know, picking off of the same board, everybody wanted something they could hold in their hand and have as an individual item. I love that. It's something individual and unique for each person, um, just like every board you create. So if you want to see the details of how we created this board, and you do, it's really great. We have so many amazing tips for you. Head to nctv17.org to get all of the tips. 
and uh, we are going to go share some food. Yay! Thank you for joining me and thank you, thank you for joining us. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we're getting some tips on lowering you and your loved one's risks from Dr. Yuri Zermenio, an obstetrician and gynecologist with Edward Elmhurst Medical Group. Welcome, doctor. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So the average risk of breast cancer is around 13%. Right. And it seems like we all know somebody who's been affected. So even if a woman doesn't have family history of breast mm -hmm. cancer, should they still pay attention to this and be concerned? Of course. So the average risk of breast cancer in the United States, like you said, is one in eight. So that 13% risk is high and everyone should be made aware of that risk and take appropriate precautions. So are mammograms the best way to detect breast cancer? Yes, they are. So an annual mammogram starting at age 40 is the best way and is the gold standard for the detection of breast cancer. So let's talk about breast self-exams because that's something that was drilled into my head from a really young age. Yeah. Should we still be doing those? Yeah, so for average risk women, self-breast exams are no longer encouraged. Instead, we encourage breast self-awareness. So breast self-awareness is defined as a woman's awareness of the normal appearance and feel of her breasts. A woman should make note of any changes to her breasts and notify her healthcare provider. So changes to be aware of include changes to the skin, nipple discharge, rashes, any lumps, um, any painful area. Um, those should all be brought to the attention of their healthcare provider. So yearly mammograms starting at age 40 for women who are average risk. Mm -hmm. What if you're higher risk? When should we start getting mammograms? If you are higher than average risk, uh, your healthcare provider may request that you start mammograms earlier, like in your 30s. And some women, it's even recommended to start uh, MRIs of the breasts. And in terms of the frequency of this testing, if you're higher risk, would you go more than once a year or is it annually for everyone? If you're higher risk, uh, your healthcare provider may ask that you alternate MRIs with mammograms every six months. So mammograms have been around for a long time. Is there any new information out there that can help with the discovery of breast cancer? Yeah, so in fact, earlier this year, the FDA um, recommended that we notify patients if their breasts are dense based on their mammography. If their breasts are dense, that lowers the sensitivity of, mam of the mammogram to detect very small changes in the breasts. So if your breasts are dense, it may be recommended to do additional imaging such as an ultrasound. Perfect, that's very helpful to know. So let's talk for a moment about lifestyle choices. Are there any lifestyle choices that can lower our risk and are there any that may increase our risk of breast cancer? Yeah, so to lower your risk of breast cancer, it's very important to maintain a healthy lifestyle, a diet low in fat, maintain a healthy BMI and exercise regularly. Definitely limiting your alcohol and refraining from any tobacco use will, will decrease your risk of breast cancer. Wonderful. 
And my final question mm -hmm. is about the inherited gene mutations for breast right. cancer. So what are some of those and who needs to be screened for them? Yeah, so there are several gene mutations that can be inherited that increase someone's risk of breast cancer. Those people may be at higher than average risk. The most well-known are the BRCA, but there are so many others, such as the ATM gene mutation, P10, P53, so several others. If an individual has a family history of an individual with breast cancer diagnosed before age 50, or any male in the family with breast cancer, multiple individuals on the same side of the family with breast cancer, those people should consider seeing a genetic counselor for testing. And when you say family member, do you mean parents, grandparents? Um, who falls under that category? For the most part, it's first and second degree relatives. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of this helpful information. And it was so great to meet you. <laughs> thank you, it was great to meet you as well. On the other side of the break, Liz Spencer sits down with the first woman president in the history of North Central College. See you back at 630 Naperville after a few short messages. He took his victims at night. They were never heard from again. We were there when true crime podcasts spiked your anxiety. Maybe try binging something less intense next time. We were there for that. And we're here for everything else. Here it's personal because we get to know you. joining us on Naperville Notables. My guest today is Dr. Anita Thomas, and she is the newly appointed 11th president of North Central College. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to see you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to Naperville. Oh, that's a great question. So I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky, and came to the Chicagoland area when I went to Northwestern for undergraduate education. Um, stayed, got my graduate degrees at Loyola, and then um, started in academia, working at several institutions in the Chicago land. Um, right before I came here, I was serving as the executive vice president provost at St. Catherine University in St. Paul, Minnesota. This opportunity opened up. It was a great opportunity to come at a fantastic institution and a wonderful location, an opportunity really just to come home to Chicago. That's awesome. Well, we're so excited to have you and welcome you to the community. North Central College is such a valued institution mm. and, and member of our community. So we're super excited. So we, we kind of like to dive in and ask a couple different questions. Yeah. So in this Naperville uh, notable, so tell me, what are your three favorite books and why? So I, I don't know that they're my favorite books, but right. the three books that I'm excited about and sharing with other people um, now, <laughs> I'm gonna start with the, the Four Pivots, which is a book by Sean Genwright. Okay. It's one of my professional category recommendations. Okay, good. We, need, we a, need those, yeah. Yeah, he's a sociologist who writes, actually does a lot of work with youth and youth empowerment. Okay. Um, the book really was written at the tail end of COVID, okay. uh, really around how we need to empower ourselves for inspiring hope in others and really 
um, thinking in a different way about healing as we do social justice work. So it speaks to me in a lot of ways. Excellent. Um, the second book I'm recommending now is one that Brene Brown put out in her podcast. It's called Burnouts, The Secrets <laughs> to Unlocking Stress by two sisters, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. Um, it's really great. They talk a lot about stress <laughs> and our emotions and coping. Uh, it's written for women, so it's got that nice. bent to it, but it's really good. I like to read novels at night. Good. So. I was going to say, those two, other two are really good, but I was going to ask, do you have a fun one? I have it? a fun one. So Sarah Goodman Confino is a new author. Um, so I'm reading one now, but um, I think her first book is She's Up to No Good. It's a parallel story of an older woman, a grandmother and her granddaughter, and you get the grandmother story and trajectory, and it matches up to the granddaughter story. Lots of mystery thrilling. Um, so those would be the three that I'm recommending now. That's awesome. And I like the way you say recommending now because we do, we read a lot and then, uh -huh. we, and then we get books we recommend and it's just a constant cycle of reading. So yes. it goes in and out of, of favorites. So the, um, one of my other favorite questions that you chose was what advice would you give yourself? And I think that's always, <laughs> when we look back, you know, I think that's important. So, and I'm curious of, you know, of how old were you and, and, and why? So I'm 56 now. Oh, I had a summer birthday. I'm older. Um, you know, the thing that I've been thinking about in terms of advice for myself, especially in this transition period, I have twins that launched to college, shifting jobs, assuming the presidency. Sure. So I'm trying to get myself to be reflective of everything that's happening. Um, life is busy. This mm -hmm. role is busy. So I'm forcing myself to sort of at night go, wait, stop. What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about other people? What are you learning that's going to help the job? But just reflecting mm -hmm. and then encouraging myself to sit in the space. That's um, awesome. You know, it's, it's easy to be in the hectic flow, and I want to enjoy every minute of this. I think that's awesome. And, you know, some people do that by just sitting. Do you journal for that? Or do I do. You, I do I a do. lot of journaling. Yeah. I get a lot of journals for gifts. Right. Uh, was I do a lot of it. Right. Well, and I think that's important because I think you want to write that down mm -hmm. and, and be able to reflect back. Yes. And, yes. yes. And so I, I think that's a great idea. So this was another favorite question that it, what song sums up your life? And yeah. Why? Uh, well, uh, I love Beyonce. Okay. Period. But period. there's not a song uh, that I think sums up my life. But the song I think that, that resonates with me and, and one that I've been listening to a lot now is called Oceans by Hillsong. It's a Christian song, okay. but it really talks a lot about being in the moment and having faith in new challenges. And there's some lyrics about walking on the water, not quite knowing where you're going, but sort of being centered uh, in the journey. And I've been listening to it a lot. Sensing a theme here. Yeah, there's a lot of themes around reflection and mindfulness and sort of really um, enjoying the time that I have. Right. Well, and being aware that you're in this transition period and, and just, you know, yeah, wanting to capture it. Yes. I think absolutely. that's awesome. So as, as you're in this, this period of time and you're starting your first year at North Central, mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to? Well, I would have said the students coming um, and probably interacting with the students is really still what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, they are energetic. They are hopeful. They are excited about their lives. Um, I think they're ready to help to change the world. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to working with this generation on helping to, them to address whatever challenges they think they're going to face. I think that's awesome. And, and North Central has a great group of students. They Absolutely. Are, they come from all over, and they make such a wonderful impact on our community. Yes. 
Well, we're so excited to welcome you to the community, and we thank you for taking a few minutes out of your hectic schedule off the top of your busy start to the new year uh, to come visit with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And thank you for joining me on Naperville Notables. Thanks for joining me here on NCTV 17. And now you know from 630 Naperville. I'm Paige Ronchetti. See you next time.